This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. We want to hear from you. As a Daily Drive listener, your feedback is important to us. Please take our short survey about your listening preferences to help us improve your experience with automotive news podcasts. The survey will take about two minutes to complete. Just go to autonews.com slash podcast survey. Again, that's autonews.com slash podcast survey. We appreciate your help and look forward to hearing from you. Welcome to Daily Drive. For Friday, July 28th, 2023, I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News here in Detroit. And I'm Kellen Walker in Las Vegas. Today on the show, Ford raises its guidance after a good earnings report. GM puts up a warning flare about proposed U.S. emissions rules. And we've got more info on the car carrier that's still ablaze off the Dutch coast. Plus, Quantum 5 CEO David O'Brien joins the show to talk about how better communication can help solve the problem of service tech turnover. They're looking for something digital, something quick, something that gives them insight, candor, about what's going on in the organization. Are we growing? Are we buying more stores? Talk to me, boss. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Ford posted second quarter net income of $1.9 billion and increased its forecast for the year. But Ford also said it expects to lose $1.5 billion more on electric vehicles than previously projected. CEO Jim Farley said on yesterday's earnings call that it's worth paying a price to get new customers buying Ford EVs, but that cost has limits. These new customers have significant lifetime value potential because of the shippable software. But we are disciplined as we grow. and We won't bear an unlimited cost to inquire those customers and build our install base. Citing consumer concerns with pricing, the company also scaled back EV output plans, but it vowed to continue on a path to earning 8% margins on EVs in three years. Ford's adjusted earnings before interest and taxes rose slightly to $3.8 billion. Overall revenue in the quarter jumped 12% to $45 billion, and net income nearly tripled from a year earlier. For the full year, Ford now expects adjusted earnings of $11 to $12 billion. That's up from a prior range of $9 to $11 billion. Farley also said on the call that Ford will unveil an updated F-150 pickup in September at the Detroit Auto Show. It will also show a new F-150 hybrid variant. Automotive News has previously reported the F-150 is due for a mid-cycle freshen this year before a next-generation model launches in 2026. The F-150 is the crown jewel of Ford's F-Series line of pickups, which is the nation's best-selling vehicle line. Ford last redesigned the F-150 for the 2021 model year. In other F-150 news, Ford is recalling more than 870,000 F-150 pickups in the U.S., for an issue that might cause the electric parking brake to unexpectedly activate while driving. The recall covers F-150 pickups from the 2021 to 23 model years that are equipped with a single exhaust system. 
General Motors is warning that the Biden administration's planned changes to vehicle emissions rules could cost the industry hundreds of billions of dollars in penalties by 2031. The Biden administration says that's wrong. According to the White House website, GM executive David Strickland met this month with White House Office of Management and Budget officials about the administration's vehicle fuel economy proposal. At the meeting, GM estimated the auto industry as a whole could face $100 to $300 billion in total penalties, or $1,300 to $4,300 per vehicle from 2027 to 2031. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration said GM's estimate is, quote, pure speculation and inaccurate. And the car carrier burning off the Dutch coast since Tuesday night is carrying nearly 500 electric vehicles. That's significantly more than the 25 initially reported. The updated number comes from the ship charter company, K-Line. The fire on the Panamanian-registered Fremantle Highway resulted in a death of an Indian crew member. Seven others were injured after jumping overboard to escape the flames. K-Line says there were about 3,800 vehicles on board, including the 500 EVs. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, GM pushing back at the White House plan changes to the vehicle admissions rules. Now, do you think from manufacturing all the way down to infrastructure that the White House may be moving a little too fast with all this? Uh, that's clearly GM's argument and the argument from much of the auto industry. I have a little sympathy. I mean, I think they're trying to do an important thing, which is to you know push the industry to emit less carbon and help set the society on a on a cleaner, greener path. And trying to project where the market's going to be that far out is really difficult. Joe Biden wanted to see fifty percent of new vehicle sales be zero emission, you know, EVs and such by twenty thirty. The automakers said, how about 40 to 50%? We think we can meet you there. But the EPA is like, no, we want 50% in 2030, 67% in 2032. Those are really ambitious targets. Now, if the price of EVs falls below that of comparable gas vehicles, the market might go racing past what's required. And then they don't want to leave gas cars on the table, leave, all, leave more trucks out on the road. But uh, these are really aggressive targets that seem you know, very challenging, especially when we're looking at 2031, 2032. Interesting. Coming up, dealerships have a problem when it comes to retaining service techs. Quantum 5 CEO David O'Brien gives us some possible solutions next on Daily Drive. Your service check-in process sets the tone for your customer's entire visit. Do your customers wait longer than five minutes to check in for service? Are your advisors presenting upsells to every customer every time? How often is the opportunity for a trade appraisal missed? When your service drive gets busy, these inefficiencies directly impact revenue. Give your customers the option to handle the entire check-in process themselves, from appointment scheduling through final confirmation in under two minutes. Customers have the experience they want while selling themselves which means your advisors are freed up to focus on profit-producing activities. It's a win-win for CSI and your revenue. Introducing a smarter service lane, GoMoto is the self-service kiosk designed to grow your business. If you're ready to start increasing revenue, improving the customer experience, and maximizing service efficiency today, visit GoMoto.com. That's G-O-M-O-T-O dot 
Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. It's no secret the automotive service sector is having trouble recruiting new technicians. This makes it even more important that dealerships hold on to the techs they already have. David O'Brien is the CEO of dealership training company Quantum 5. He spoke with Automotive News senior editor Dan Shine about what service managers should be doing to keep their technicians happy and staying put. Dave, thanks so much for joining me today. Hey, Dan, how are you? Good to be here. Great to have you with us. So uh, you were kind enough to write a guest column in the recent uh, service and parts newsletter in Automotive News. If you're not a subscriber, subscribe now. If you didn't sign up for the newsletter, sign up now and talked about why technicians keep leaving dealerships. And if you're an avid reader of automotive news and service and parts, you see every week we've got stories about ways that they're trying to bring more technicians into the fold. But you kind of talk about, well, let's try and keep the ones that are already in the fold in the fold. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about why technicians continue to leave dealerships. What's the dissatisfaction there? Yeah, I think I think what's been enlightening for me is to figure out there's actually some data that leaves us breadcrumbs. You know, here's the good news. Let's start with the good news. They're not leaving purely over money, right? They're not going, I can't make enough. I want more money. And I think sometimes that we think that that must be why somebody leaves the dealership. When you dig into it, they talk about things like, I wish there was better communication. Okay, well... When I talk to dealers, you can just imagine, Dan, dealers go, look, we communicate with them. I say hello to them when I walk through every day. My general manager, you know, talks to them and I go, yeah, but the generation of technicians that you have today, communication is defined a little differently, right? Um, There's no payroll stuffer anymore. So they're looking for something digital, something quick, something that gives them insight, candor, about what's going on in the organization. Are we growing? Are we buying more stores? Talk to me, boss. They talk about things like, I'm waiting for somebody to show me my career path, right? And I just encourage dealers all the time, you know, go look at some of the data because the technicians are looking for environments that are not big costly changes, right? I think you look at some of the great stuff that Ed Roberts does, right? And between the banners, between the updated technology and things that Ed provides people, those are important. But to some dealers, they're intimidating, right? They go, okay, well, look, I got to spend a bunch of money on banners and really I got to buy them new computers. And when you get right down to it and you talk to these folks, they go, so why can't it just feel more like a team culture? I know you talk about things like, okay, are they getting paid for their diagnostic or not? But if we had the right team culture where we knew what we were doing together because we really were building a team environment, they get happier. Uh, they don't get as upset. And you know, going back to Ed Roberts at, at Bozard for Lincoln, they, they have, you know, I'm always seeing he's on LinkedIn. He's, they were having cookouts. They're just kind of celebrating job well done and you know by the you know the men and women on the front lines there and so they'll have these little cookouts and parties in the parking lot uh you know on a regular occasion just again build that camaraderie build teamwork build a good culture it has to be intentional and that's some of the magic that you see in ed tully williams other great fixed ops directors right when they make the intentional decision that says look 
I'm going to find ways to build relationships with these techs. That's step number one. When a great fixed ops director, a dealer, a general manager go, no, I'm really going to do it. It's going to be intentional. Then the barbecue isn't just uh, something you did. The barbecue is how you gather your community together. And it's about how you show appreciation, gratitude. It's the important stuff that gets it all started. And who doesn't love good food? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and talking about like, you know, again, showing them a career path. Uh, I, I think a lot of, you know, technicians, they don't, I mean, it's, at a certain age, that's a, I mean, it's a rough job on your body. You're, you're going to want to go do something coming shop foreman or being a service manager. I mean, those are, if you can, like, again, show them a path for them that they, they've got a career, they've got a, you know, a life there ahead of them at, at your dealership. Again, I think it would, to your point, have them keep, you know, stay around longer. You know, I always look at it and I go, what we don't know can hurt us, right? So, yeah, we have to understand that if we don't paint a career path for them, Dan, they start to try and paint it themselves, right? It's like when uh, dealers say, well, I don't want people talking to people at other dealerships, right? I go, have you looked at LinkedIn lately? Have you, have you looked at the Facebook groups that your technicians are in, right? So I think we can't be afraid to sit down with our technicians and go, not all of you may want this. Not all of you may want a specific timetable, but let us show you how at our company, we see your ability to grow in the future. Here are the kind of things that you could do in our company over time as you're ready we're ready to support you. And I think if we don't, we leave it to their imagination and their imagination leads them to, well, maybe that flyer I got from Amazon about working there, fixing their sprinter vans in an air conditioned, really beautiful place. Huh, maybe, maybe that's my career path instead. So dealers are going to have to get proactive. And you also mentioned in your column that it's, you know, again, yeah, money's, money's nice, but money doesn't fix it all. But the benefits, you know, again, those little fringes. I, you know, you mentioned Ed Roberts, you know, guy, I know Gus Holscher at Austin Subaru, another very creative, you know, service director where, you know, boot allowance every, every, you know, every year and, you know, two allowances and time off and, you know, four-day work weeks. These little things all can be a part of a nice little package that, Again, shows that they're valued, but also makes you know their work life and their work life balance a little bit better. I have a dealer who got really innovative. Here's an example like yours, right? He gives the technicians a hundred dollar a month Uber allowance for personal use. Why? Because he lost a technician that was a good young man to a DUI, couldn't get to work anymore, let alone drive a customer's car anymore for a test drive. And he said, okay, so if I give everybody a hundred dollar Uber allowance, then nobody has to worry about their pocketbook and they won't make bad decisions. Right? So I think that's part of the creativity, right? You give, I have another dealer who loves to do an education allowance. Hey, you can spend up to X number of dollars a year and here's what you can use it for. It's fully at your discretion. And I think as we get more innovative and listen to the techs, by the way, 
they'll tell you the kind of stuff they like, right? Just like all employees. It goes back to communication, right? It's, it's not just saying hello as you pass them on the floor, but spend a couple of minutes with them. How are you doing? How are, you know, your, how's your spouse doing? How are the kids? You know, oh, did you see that game last night? Whatever it might be. Showing that, you know, investing a little bit of time in them, right? Showing that you're, that you're interested in them outside of, go fix that really quick for me. It's that stuff that builds trust and relationship with all people though, Dan, right? So I always say to dealers, so tell me about your process for giving every employee a birthday card written and signed by you. And they kind of look at me like, what do you mean? I go, well, there's only 80 of them back there. So, so how do you acknowledge that you personally knew that it was their birthday? Tell me what your team accumulates. I, you know data about your customers in the CRM. You know they have three kids and five cars in the household and all these other things, right? So what do we know about our people that allows? And, and again, you and I could keep giving examples of stars we see in the industry, but yet at the same time, there's 17,000 service department locations and dealerships. And the challenge for the industry, right, is I can go try and get more technicians or I could put that same effort into, okay, what do I have to do to keep you? How do I make this a place you to go? I don't, I don't want to go anywhere. This is the right place. Yep. A lot of great food for thought, David. It's, it's just, it's a, it's an ongoing problem that's, you know, it's going to keep vexing the industry until there are more Eds and Tullys and Gus's in the world who, you know, are, are innovative and creative and, and kind of lead, you know, lead with a, with a good heart and good compassion. So you're doing great work to keep the focus. And I, I love it that you keep getting people from those front trenches out here, which is really helpful, right? The more we keep this message in front of them and the, the more those folks let people know it's possible, the better. Appreciate that. Really enjoy the conversation. Thanks for your time. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for making me think. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. David O'Brien is the CEO of dealership training company Quantum 5. He spoke with our own Dan Shine. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer, as well as our own Michael Martinez and Aji LaForest for their reporting for today's podcast. You can get the latest news on service and parts, the latest earnings results, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back on Monday for a conversation with the head of GM's hydrogen fuel cell business, Charlie Fries. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. 